Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is David Williams with the Weekly Wednesday Great Spirit Relay Report Podcast. I'm here today with Wave We're in the Greenbelt Park, Maryland, Greenbelt National Park Campground in Loop B, number 55. And today is the first day convening the Global Peace Council. Um, just between the two of us and what we get offline on, on off the internet online, and um, we've been having a lot of great conversations. I'm going to introduce him more formally in a minute, but I wanted to go over first the um, general report since last Wednesday. Um, last Wednesday we were talking about the um, horseback riders coming up from Florida that would be gathering in the park. The National Mall near the American Indian Museum on the 20th, at 9 o'clock in the morning that Saturday, but then the plan changed, so that uh, that didn't happen. I went to myself to fulfill the schedule, just beating the drum and chanting one guy, but to keep on the schedule and kind of be a reconnaissance for November 1st, um, when... Uh, the, everybody comes together there in the National Mall uh, to appeal to President Trump for executive clemency for Leonard Peltier. So, um, anyway, this is the first day of our long-scheduled Global Peace Council um, going from October 24th to uh, October 31st, so eight days. And the reason for this Choice of date. Number one, October 24th is the United Nations this year's 73rd anniversary of the ratification of the United Nations Charter. So, in 1945, on June 26th in San Francisco, it was signed, and then they took it home to the nations to talk about it, get everybody a government approval or whatever. Then they came back October 24th in New York and signed it, ratified it. But when they signed it, it said, uh, among other things, to renounce the weapons of mass destruction and warfare. And after June 26, July 16, 1945, tested the first atomic bomb, uranium bomb, in New Mexico. Then August 6 and 9, they dropped the atomic bombs on Japan. One Hiroshima uranium bomb, Nagasaki plutonium bomb, never been tested. Dropped that second one. Then the United Nations Charter was signed in October. The reason uh, I bring this up is because we did the Global Peace Walk for the 50th anniversary of the United Nations across country from New York to San Francisco. The people did the Global Peace Walk 2000, walking from San Francisco to New York for the United Nations 55th anniversary. Every year, uh, there's still the Global Peace Walk goes on from uh, Santa Fe to Taos to keep up this prayer for global peace now as a universal human resolve and out of that uh, and other things have um, have outgrowth the program for now uh, the Great Spirit Relay I may have mentioned before is a 1986 project um, initiated by another one of my uh, close friends and teachers in this um, well it's not really Japanese Buddhism but it's in the practice of the chanting and the drumming and our association from that. Um, so my friend Nakashi, back in 1986, initiated the Great Spirit Relay, 
This was with the blessing of the two-match elder, Victor Scott Eagle Lopez. Went on a uh, journey a month or so, went to Big Mountain, a couple of places, came back to Santa Barbara. And I revived it this year for this project, just being one guy in one van who couldn't walk and drive at the same time to go and walk around the block at different city halls, try to get a proclamation of unity, harmony, and peace from the mayor, go to the White House on August 30th, beat the drum, make a prayer there, which we did, Wayne and I, and another guy who took pictures and wrote a newspaper article. So now it didn't work yet. The president didn't come in the circle and accept the message of peace, put in the peace bowl ceremony in the law of the White House and stand in a circle with us. So we're trying again, November 1st, and then many people this time joining, I don't know, but the same message. We're building a global peace plan this week with the input from the public and discussion here on the online input and conference calls. So after every Wednesday, Wednesday and next Wednesday podcast, and uh, every day in, bet- in between we have conference calls, we'll be making a report and through these conference calls having participation and starting at 3 o'clock Eastern time each day for anybody that wants to put their two cents into the Global Peace Council mix to be considered for what we hope will come up with universally acceptable wording for at least some summary of the different issues, you know, like another Peltier issue, yeah, you should let him out of jail, and here's all the reasons why. Environment issue, here's what we should, you know, this is what we think you should be considered, so forth and so on. So this will be done through the Global Peace Council uh, Facebook page where the issue group categories are put and where people can add comments there in those various issues and writing online. And then they can also plug in the selected people one by one turning up to plug into these conference calls. So anyway, there's a bunch of projects. I want to go into a little more detail here soon as far as the dates and everything. But... uh, are you, are you ready, Way, or shall I keep going for a few minutes? Uh, you could for a few minutes. Okay. So let me let me then outline what I put out today. Bob Mendelson is supposed to be showing up any minute. Um, this is a release from Greenbelt National Park, Global Peace Camp, number 55, Luke B. Global Peace Camp is from October 20th to November 3rd, leaving out on before noon on November 3rd. The Global Peace Camp, right now it's just one campsite. Well, we have another one we've got reserved, paid for, but nobody's in it yet. Um, and that's in support of the Global Peace Council from the 24th of October to the 31st. So today, David Williams, Wave, Bob Mendelson, when he gets here, maybe in the middle of the show. Great Spirit Relay. Radio Weekly Wednesday's Podcast Reports. So this is the first day of the Global Peace Council, and uh, our first agenda item today on this podcast is what happened 10 to to 2 today. Well, with Wave and I brainstorming about lots of things, one of the things that came to mind was on the, the global climate change issue and its connection to global warming and all the people arguing about both sides of it so we resolved that we're going to put some kind of a special wording together to address global climate change and global warming in in the uh, Global Peace Plan. 
and we'll be going forward with that. Something more to talk about with more people as to what should be written, but that's what we resolved today. And a bunch of other things that we've probably touch on here in a moment. Um, so the plan we come up with in the march, the Global Peace March carries it in a prayer that the president would accept it and then on to the United Nations similarly. And the, the prayer to get the president to accept it is going to be November 1st in the Capitol Mall with a 9 o'clock in the morning circle ceremony outside the American Indian Museum, National Museum of the American Indian, their Capitol Mall end of it toward the Capitol building. And then at uh, 1 o'clock, uh, a similar circle prayer at David's tent, a few hundred yards down the, up the mall, down the mall, whatever. Um, and so the first one is the prayer for clemency from Leonard Peltier outside of the Indian Museum. And the next one, which which that issue is going to be in the Global Peace Plan, the next one at the David's Tent is the sacred name of Jesus into the prayer and uh, include in the result that the president accepts the peace plan, pardon, gets Leonard Peltier out of jail, and uh, accepts the Global Peace Poll message of peace, the six symbols described, and that's the target for November 1st. Then uh, November 11th, 11:11 in the morning on November 11th this year is the 100th anniversary of the United Nations of the uh, uh, Armistice Agreement that was signed that ended the Great War, World War One. So at 11:11 in the morning in New York on 11, November 11th that Sunday, I'm going to be at the Imagine Memorial in uh, Central Park, John Lennon Memorial, and then for 11:11 to the horn or something, and then walk to the United Nations to offer the prayer there, the same thing. The message we're carrying is detailed on the Great Spirit Relay Facebook group page. So everything I'm saying, you can uh, whatever you want to do with what my words are, but if you look at the Great Spirit Relay all run together, that's how you'll find the, the Facebook page that has all the details of what I'm talking about. Um, so what I intended to cover today was a mention of what I've already mentioned and the Jerusalem Peace Council. So every day at different times we'll have, um, I can read here in a minute, we'll have conference calls, uh, maybe less than an hour, maybe more sometimes. One of them, besides the daily Global Peace Council call at 3 o'clock Eastern time, 4 on Wednesdays after this podcast will be the first one. We'll also um, be discussing special conference calls scheduled during the time for Jerusalem Peace Council, ideas to unite the three faces of Jerusalem in peace and end the problems between the Israelis and the Palestinians, and the Longhouse Coalition to bring the spiritual political platform into the election arena to get candidates to endorse it, or not, but then the public looks at who endorses it to influence how they vote, kind of a longhouse coalition, spiritual, political, unity coalition. Then the Myoho Maru project, which is the Rainbow Peace Fleet to get the uh, peace fleet boat called the Myoho Maru 
and sailed on a journey to India, to Japan and India. And then uh, more details on that on the Facebook page. Clemens Hiesha mentioned. Okay, so I, I pretty much covered, oh, except that now the other thing is, this is the two, today is two years from today in Santa Fe, New Mexico. is going to be convened what's called the Global Peace Forum. And this is an idea is initiated by uh, Yusen Yamato. The initi- he's the initiator of the Global Peace Walk and uh, does it every year still in Santa Fe to Taos in the spring. And his vision is to have somewhere in Santa Fe a big gathering, not too big, but a gathering called the Global Peace Forum, a sequel to many United Nations global forum type events in the past, and to invite the Pope and the Dalai Lama to get together at this event, and then whoever else comes to be speakers and put it all on the Internet and kind of a thing. So we tried a few years ago to get the momentum going, and it couldn't happen quite yet. So now targeted for the year 2020, that's two years from today in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Spirit um, willing, God willing, there'll be this conference, and um, that's what we'll be organizing between now and then. And I had thought I had to raise $2 million by today and have people hired by today to do it, but I've been convinced that's the old-fashioned way, and we'll get it done one way or the other. Uh, okay, so... Um, I think that's all I want to talk about right now. This podcast is recorded. Um, the conference calls we're having are recorded and then tra- auto-transcribed. And um, I'll go ahead and read the schedule right now. Um, so the next eight days, starting today, 24th to 31st, the daily... 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon is the on-site council, whoever's here, 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever, um, whoever's here. And then uh, during that time, on demand, uh, spontaneously, we may hook up with one person or more on a conference call that we can record and transcribe on one particular issue or another that we, for that during that four-hour time slot, custom conference calls, let's call it. Then... At 4 o'clock or so on the 25th to the 30th, so starting tomorrow, we'll have a Jerusalem Peace Council and then uh, talk about that and the Bob Mendelssohn's God Peace Plan for the Holy Land, the impact of the symbols on the great on the uh, Global Peace Poll, if they want to do a Global Peace Poll ceremony on, on 11-11 in Jerusalem, if they uh, accept that idea with these symbols on it and the message behind that. These kind of things we'll be talking about. Anybody's ideas of how to, you know, reconcile the three faces of Jerusalem and peace kind of theme. That'll be daily for six days, four four o'clock, I'll be on the line. And then uh, we go to the Longhouse Coalition Council. Same, uh, I didn't put the time down. Okay, that's the 25th to the 30th. Okay, then uh, that's at 7 o'clock in the evening, though, Eastern Time. 
Then the Myoho Maru Project Council, same six days. It's going to be nine in the morning, so that'll be before our 10 o'clock session starts. Those might not last more than a half hour, but we'll be focusing on this uh, Myoho Maru Project. And you can look up the details online on the Great Spirit Relay Facebook group. And then the Global Peace March, November 1st to 11th. So the first is, is in the Capitol Mall. We were going to go to the White House, but it's too much a scene of a protest movement these days. So rather than try to go bang on his door to bring the message to the president, we're going to call a prayer circle in the name of Jesus outside the Jesus tent, David's tent place in the Capitol Mall at noon on November 1st. And that's where we're going to share all the details of the peace plan and what we've been doing and everybody add their prayer in whatever way they want. Um, and after the walk from this 9 o'clock gathering outside the Smithsonian Indian Museum, okay, then the plan is to take this uh, structure I've got set up here at the camp, jiffy it up, and display it as the Tetronic Age Human Hive Experiments Temple of David configuration. And Jose Munoz, the Mayan, my Mayan elder uh, guy, named it the Megatron shape, the Mayan Megatron geometric shape, set that up outside David's tent on November 1st is the vision, and leave it there through the 7th, which is the day after the election. That's the day that the All Tribes Gathering happens, keepies and 7th to the 11th of November, all kinds of indigenous activities, prayer ceremonies, TV circle, whatever. They're hosted by the David's tent people. Um, going on the 7th to the 11th, but our adventure with the Great Spirit Relay Group will be finished on the 7th, travel on the 8th, for it being the right place to best prepare for November 11th in New York. Um, okay, so I think that's that's basically the, the summary of the part of my announcement this morning. That we went to that site now. I want to, you know, the important stuff I wanted to relay right now to begin with. That's taken 18 minutes. So I want to introduce Wave. I've known since way back, but the most memorable connection was in 1980 when we were both here at the camp of the uh, Greenbelt Park at the end of the Long Walk for Survival, and that was conducted across country. Uh, at the end of it, the leader was Chief Crow Dog in the camp, and uh, the Japanese monks, Ruji's disciples, took part, and it was all built up to the last day the walk was going to arrive the next day at the White House in Lafayette Park. And uh, Wave and I stayed up during the night of October 31st, 1980, and fashioned a peace pole out of a log found in the forest and uh, took it the next day and introduced it in front of the ceremony with all the people beating drums and prayers and stuff there in the sidewalk, pretty much where the uh, vigil is right now, the, any nuclear vigil that William Thomas Memorial Vigil is there at the White House now still since 1981, pretty much in that area which we, we put this peaceful log. Ceremony finished, and we kept it there for 11 days in a vigil, People came by and put their sacred symbols on it, the message of peace, with the vision of someday that peace pole going up in the wall of the White House, with the president there in the circle, 
and uh, accept the message of peace that it stands for. So that went to many gatherings over many years and got disintegrated, finally burned up, and now we've got the new version, this open source global peaceful project. Anybody can download the graphic vehicle of their choice, put whatever extra carvings or things they want on it, and then so read the message of peace to people that the peaceful symbols stand for, and then propagate that kind of thing all around the world, like quickly everybody get with it and do it kind of thing. So they say my cartoon version isn't good enough to go up in the law of the White House or in the law of the UN. So we're just making a couple of new ones in here in the woods. Big logs, not too tall this time, but hefty enough. So one to go to the White House lawn and one to go to the United Nations is the prayer. And we'll be working on that during these eight days as well. So um, that's, uh, that's about all I want to say. Ways been with me on the Great Spirit Relay, joined up again. The tremendous supporter for over many years. And they've got me out of a jam many times. And every time we get together, they have an amazing broken mind meld or whatever it is. And a lot of good things seem to come out. So um, he's a really well-known expert astrologer, planetary astrology. And then also an expert drum maker out of uh, uh, clay drums with these patches of skins on and puts symbols on them. Thousands of over the decades are using them. And then he's also very uh, expert at the drumming, all different styles and whatnot, uh, connected with different yogi master teachers and so forth. I met him conducting the Hindu, the Hindu I guess you call it, fire ceremony. And... Um, He's talking my ear off about astrology stuff all the time. So I guess with that, I'd like to turn it over to Wave to see what he has to say because we're 22 minutes into the hour right now. Okay. Well, it's good to be here and be remembering so many past things but preparing for future things too on these anniversaries. Uh, I too feel very significant about this Global Peace Forum in two years, uh, if that can hopefully be successful with Yamato, who first brought the Peace Bowl ceremony to the our first gatherings that we were at, 78 in Oregon, where I met David, and he was talking about the longest walk at the time. But Yamato brought the Peace Bowl ceremony there, and that was the first time I think we and many others and then the next year, 79, in Arizona, there was a peace pole ceremony and shared around the camp and as, a, as a, you know, our prayers to include all of our prayers, all immunity, harmony, and peace. The next year, 1980, when we made the peace pole and, and got participation from so many at that at the event, at the end of the longest walk, and then the, gap, the poll went to many gatherings and protests and events and communities and vigils and pilgrimages, you know, for decades and decades and decades. I helped it get to 10 gatherings probably, to and from, and it got passed back and forth between us, David and I, and Felipe carried it numerous times, and others, you know, numerous times to many places. Sufi Bird White. Yeah, and then it got a little out of hand when people weren't being as truthful or realistic about it. But it became quite a known uh, totem pole and 
there's been many other polls made, and we need more and more of them everywhere to symbolize peace and help manifest peace in society as a common theme instead of just this eccentric idea, but that it is really everywhere and up to us in all kinds of ways as we learn peace through cooperation and volunteering and service at these events and gatherings, living with civil rights and and the freedom of music and the, you know, equal treatment of, of people and the good service and the not littering and the helping get back to nature awareness of the simple and the cosmic, you know, and good nutrition and health and all this, uh, especially like yoga being such an important influence and more and more in society, uh, a couple of my teachers wanted to do a Kumbh Mela in America, so I'm starting the idea of that. It might take six, eight, or ten years to get enough participation from enough groups of yogis and Krishnas and mm-hmm. and people who do go to India back and forth and invite enough of them here to find the right auspicious time, place on a confluence of rivers. I'm looking at uh, the Ohio River joining the Mississippi River there, and especially the eclipse. We'll be going through there in 2024, April 8th, so total solar eclipse, in the area where Tecumseh was, where the uh, New Madrid earthquake happened that his brother predicted. So I'm hoping to gather some semblance of uh, resistance, intertribal, multiracial, on a grand scale of participation in, in, in a kumbha mela of all kinds of yoga and liberation and and uh, medicine ways to gather the East Indians with American Indians and show many things that will help humanity's you know expansion of consciousness. And, uh, which it's also time for all kinds of these things be as it's been a long dawning of the age of Aquarius, we are reaching the sunrise of the age of Aquarius shifting from the 2,000-year age of Pisces, uh, love and devotion and truth and dream to the Aquarian dream of, you know, of truth and consciousness and, and clear communication and appropriate technology used, you know, for good purposes to help the truth of equality of all people. And so that's the hope of the Aquarian dream and sunrise of the age of Aquarius coming after we get through the struggles of 2020, which I've seen for a long time coming, but I've been uh, beware of 2020. Now the, the, the election thing, I'm practicing for the campaign of 2020 is going to be very important. So the Global Peace Forum is going to be extra important. And we see these things unfolding. And after culmination of planets in Capricorn in 2020, Jupiter and Saturn get to Aquarius together at winter solstice of 2020. And so the whole year of 2021 is going to be extra special Aquarian and help trigger in the age of Aquarius in the early 2020s. will be very special. Uh, hopefully flowering wonderfully revolution rather than serious struggle you know, against the oppression or, or right. that might happen. So hopefully it's going to be a wonderful time and we're opening and flowering right. and it's going to be good is 
it's going to be good no, no matter what. One way or the other, we got to make it good. So uh, been studying that a long time and had a little bit of credit of 2020. To think, okay, we have to have 2020 visions as the key word. It's the next big thing after, you know, in the sequence of 1984 to Y2K, 2012, 2020 visions is so important. If we all have visions, we might. I'll make much more progress towards unity, peace, and harmony. And so especially important and that I've seen lately is that these full moons in October, this is the first day of this Global Peace Council week long, and the full moon is conjunct Uranus. Suns in Scorpio, the full moon is conjunct Uranus. Scorpio. In two years, the full moon will be conjunct Uranus on the last days of the Global Peace Forum. Uh, and every year, even year, because the full moon is at the same rate of events as Uranus, and so the full moons are conjunct Uranus. In the odd years, the new moon in Scorpio is opposite Uranus at this time in October and in November for these 15 years here. Between Unique synchronicity at the rate of advance is so unique for these autumn gatherings. The flavor of Uranus, the, the ruler of Aquarius, which will help stimulate sudden change and unpredictability and unique <laughs> creativity and inventiveness, and hopefully stimulate appropriate technology, you know, communications and media truth. Things like that. So I'm really hoping for things to open up as I try to learn the digital world. They come out of just sending smoke signals and drum beats and telepathy. <laughs> Catch up with speed of the young generations and they're helping manifest the age of Aquarius by so much truth and equality amongst so many so fast that it is a truly new age. We can see, and hopefully mm-hmm. people will see it, and it can be described in many different words, but hopefully people can be more accepting of all kinds of these things coming about together and the whole ecumenical movement. That includes scientists finally proving God and the God people finally accepting science, and we can all get along. <laughs> well, you heard it first here on the Great Spirit Relay. Weekly Wednesday radio report for October 24th, 2018. Wade's going to get a new cell phone and get online. <laughs> by, by, by the forum, by 2020, surely. Okay, all right, well, maybe not this minute. It won't happen this week, folks, but he's here with me with the iPad and iPhone, and we can do a lot of things with that together. I wanted to... Um, uh, I halfway expect Bob Mendelssohn to come knocking at the door any time like he did in the middle of the last recorded call way. Yep. But yep. Uh, you know, failing that, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what he would be talking about if he's here, which is the Longhouse Coalition. And um, this is a, a put together by four people, two women, two men, one of the men, the Seneca descendants of the Six Nations, the Iroquois, they call themselves the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, the people of the Long House. So they put together um, 
especially with Big Tree's consultation over in Smith on Facebook um, about how the council process works, that they are able to arrive at decisions by unanimous agreement. This is one of the main things that founding fathers left out of the United States system patterned largely after the Iroquois Confederacy. They left out that the council decisions were made by unanimous consent, not 51% majority. So how do they do that? Well, we've been schooled and there are calls here about how to do that. It was traditionally done, and we're working on adapting that, but this process we're doing here is more people are expected to join the circle maybe six at some time before the week is out um, and uh, utilize these practices that we've learned how to arrive at decisions by unanimous agreement. And this this has been taken into a political action uh, organization, I guess you'd call it, or coalition, but anybody can be a part of it just by embracing the idea and it's to take this great law of peace that's behind the foundation of the the great law of peace is the foundation of the Longhouse Coalition idea and to bring it into the American politics because the longest walk elders in 1978 at the end of the longest walk in this very part when they counseled they came up with a document to give the government and the people and they titled it spirituality is the highest form of politics so I see the work that Bob Mendelson and Big Tree and Carol Wallman and Kathy Cummings have done to put together this platform um, addressing what they feel is the how the, the Longhouse Coalition position and how to solve the various problems in the world, what, what to think of, and like a platform that when they came out with it some years ago, 53 people that were running for office accepted the platform and were to be announced that they endorsed the Longhouse Coalition political platform, and people were supposed to vote for them because they did, and not vote for people who didn't. Well, it hasn't caught on fire yet, the idea, but we have a chance to strike that match during these days. And they, the creators of this, the founders, co-founders of the Longhouse Coalition, which is at longhousecoalition.org, um, are, you know, looking to the 2020 election cycle to have to try to build up some more influence. But with public support concept, if not full flower, at least sprout during this campaign. So that's why I scheduled a conference call every day at 7 o'clock Eastern time for six days starting tomorrow to discuss just that with people who are interested. And um, I want to also mention that, uh, and Bob's behalf, since he's not here yet, uh, with special regard to the Jerusalem Peace Council and Global Peace in general, um, he's sort of channeled a document that he calls, or this is called God's Peace Plan for the Holy Land. And so it's at God's org, and uh, so it's 70 pages and it's all an evaluation of the prophecies and teachings from the three different faiths of Jerusalem from their scriptures and that and how they can all be interpreted allegorically intuitively, logically to apply to contemporary events so the promise and milk and honey around the corner doesn't have to happen after a whole bunch of war and violence we can get over that part if we just look at it in the right way, that's Bob's message behind the Longhouse Coal, behind the 
God's Peace Plan for the Holy Land, also behind the Longhouse Coalition, and also behind his other work, 150 pages or something, called The Way of Holiness and the Sacred Hoop, which is applying that same principle of mutual prophecy fulfillment, but to other, like in Hindu religion and to indigenous cultures and like that, the broader perspective on the same theme. So um, he'll be here uh, off and on during this eight days. Big Tree, who is going to come and convene it, um, is taken more seriously ill. He's elderly in, in frail health in any case. Um, so we have an extra campsite available if somebody wants to come and help and park there. Um, but Bob will be coming, and then uh, we'll see day by day who responds to the call. Let's see, it's now 3.37, so we have about 23 minutes left. I, I, I'd like to say that, that was a big part of our conversations uh, last month when Bob came a couple times and, and we counseled about the prophecies at the end of August. We had good counsels about the useful prophecy fulfillment in these times uh, because we've each, David and I and, and Bob, have extensive experience and studies of the comparisons of many different religions and prophecies and visions and, and things unfolding in these current events. Uh, and so David's idea to help the Jerusalem Peace Poll get there to make a connection and with the current administration's plan to do something over there that is uh, you know, to not, not to know what it is because they're not saying exactly, but it's it's a very important deal right now, especially more than ever. And uh, Bob has much to say on it too about it, and it's a uh, important key part of peace on Earth is, is what unfolds there, and uh, it might be a very important thing with David's tent people been reading some of their literature and don't know they're very much talking about Jerusalem but they're not saying much about current events in their writings that I've found so far but it might be very important the different connections that can happen especially like their presence on the National Mall and others all have a right to our presence on the National Mall and that's a place where we can show the world that we can all get together. And so when the different events unfold, and as people cross paths or through coincidences, many different groups come into awareness of each other, then the movement grows even more, and we see how much more we have in common. And hopefully that'll, that will be part of what unfolds. It's so important in Jerusalem with the three faiths finding unity. And so if David would say a little more about uh, his connection with Ibrahim in okay. Jerusalem. Right. Well, the, the, um, there's a special session, so to speak, each day on the conference call about the Jerusalem Peace Council because this came out of working with the people in, in Jerusalem back in 2005. Over a period of months, a couple of us from the United States organized uh, for the few people over there representing the three faiths of Jerusalem, 
operating kind of Jerusalem peacemakers concept. Um, did a walk at Christmas time in the year 2005 from Bethlehem to the border, which was not as tight then, but still difficult, um, and walked into Jerusalem as a Christmas prayer for peace that unites the three faiths of Jerusalem and peace. And for that project, we had a uh, symbol was created. It looks like a peace sign that you normally see, but it has superimposed on it each of the symbols of the different that was used in the promotion of the message back then of universal love as the pathway to peace. And um, this, in the process of that, we I was working with an elder there, a Bedouin tribe elder who lives in East Jerusalem. And his name in Arabic is Ibrahim, and in English, Ibrahim is Abraham. So he has a peace house. It's what he calls uh, his family home. Extended family lives there. He welcomes everybody from around the world. Anytime, come visit him. Stay there with his family. Experience. I'm. He's not saying these words, but I'm saying more or less experience the atmosphere of this intense, unconditional love that Ibrahim. Uh, promote, you know, radiates like a light bulb, and everybody loves him. He's the elder of this um, informal group now, as Jerusalem Peacemakers. And they've been affiliated with different larger groups, but they're mostly just individuals like us that are doing, trying to do things there to help, having ceremonies. Um, Eliyahu McClellan was the other one, besides Ibrahim, Abu Al Hawa, uh, over there that pulled it off. And then, so now, um, I reached out to them again to invite their participation in the councils on phone over this, starting tomorrow, and by a little internet uh, Facebook messenger chat thing I set up for that focus. Then I've got a few others with the different focuses, the Global Peace Council in general, the camp and the march, um, another one for the conference call participants and so on. <coughs> So we'll be communicating online to various associated Facebook groups, Global Peace Council, Global Peace March, um, Longhouse Coalition, uh, this kind of thing, but also um, on these calls. So what I wanted to point out is uh, the, the, Santa, the idea of the Santa Barbara Peace Poll for Jerusalem not a new one. It goes back to approximately 1993. Um, we, in Santa Barbara, a few of us cut a log from the Wilcox property, Douglas Family Preserve, and made it into a blank log to be made into a peace pole to go up in Jerusalem someday, just like the other ones still active around that time out of my control, but going to so many gatherings was made originally with the intent of going up in the wall of the White House someday. So, we introduced this uh, 1993 Santa Barbara Peace Poll for Jerusalem in a ceremony in Arizona during the Unity Festival there, eight days from August 20th to 28th, 1994. And um, at that time, uh, some astonishing things happened. There was a mutual prophecy fulfillment gathering organized over three years. And... Uh, with the August 28th being the focus for some Mayan calendar reason, and um, that was pretty much just the week leading up to that was the idea of gathering out in the forest. So the day of the peace pole procession, 
which our ceremony usually involves taking the people and walking through all the camps, stop and talk about it a little bit, and then walk on to the next one, then take it and put it up. That centers a circle for the ceremony for the rest of the time of the gathering. And in this case, at this unity festival, the peace pole for the White House was already put up, and we were introducing this new one for Jerusalem. So we walked through all the camps on August 27th, going to the last tent, which is like very analogous to the David's tent down in the mall. We called this one at the gathering there the Jesus tent, just because that was the whole vibe. There was the people from Flagstaff that went out and gave their message of Jesus' love to everybody and dragged it across around town. And anyway, they got this big tent there. So we go in there and it's raining and we take the peace bullets to explain it to them and they're all excited. So we all gather a hundred of us inside this big tent. These four Jesus guys holding the pole in their laps. And then the, the MC of the gathering, Fantuzzi, the, the procession that time, he's trying to think of what to say and he goes, you know, I was born a Christian, and I think that Jesus was the original rebel. And as he says that last line, he points his finger to the sky. Just at that instant, a big giant clap of lightning and thunder overhead hits a tree outside, blows it up, somebody tells me later. And uh, we were just all awestruck. Nobody could talk for a couple of minutes. Everybody had the mother of all goosebumps and looked down at these four Jesus guys holding the peace pole for Jerusalem. And they're all in tears running down their cheeks. So you, this kind of coincidence, you can't just attribute to accident. It's an exclamation point for coincidences are more than serendipity or, or synchronicity or like Jose Munoz calls it, sacrednessity. But there's some deeper meaning behind co- helpful coincidences, sometimes not so helpful, but um, that come uh, huh? yellow bird. That comes out of uh, the tuning into the operation of the natural law, and uh, tuning into the great spirit, tuning into whatever force you call it, the great mystery, the one God, whatever the deepest thing you can imagine that you know you're tuning into through even symbols like um, the Buddha is a symbol, the cross is a symbol, you know, the architecture of the uh, mosque as a symbol. Everybody, everything has symbolic meaning, right? So there's a green Tara symbol in the Earth Goddess kind of symbol in Hinduism and Mother Earth Bodhisattva kind of thing in Buddhism. And then, uh, uh, you know, even this very powerful to me yellow bird symbol that the Freedom Ride uses, this is a incredible to me because uh, you know in 1978 at the end of the longest walk there's another story about coincidence Fuji Guruji Mahatma Gandhi's teacher took up the drum the chanting from him he was gave a speech among the, the elders that talked at the end of the longest walk on the July 16th anniversary of the first atomic bomb by coincidence on the steps of the Capitol in 1978 and prepared speech, it was a cloudy day, he started speaking, and uh, from the moment he started speaking in in Japanese till the last word that the English translator said at the end as he went through it paragraph by paragraph, there was thunder all around, rolling around in Washington, D.C., 
arbitrarily in different directions from all around that time while he was talking, not before, not after. That's another example of this kind of sacredness concept. Then what Guruji said is, among the other things he said in that powerful speech is he says, now pay attention, this is Gandhi's teacher, the man that Mahatma Gandhi called his guru, Guruji, took up the same drum, Hindu took up the Buddhist drum and chant, a big wow back then, and because of his uh, love for Guruji's message, let's just say. <coughs> so the idea of uh, uh, what he said in that speech is that the, the longest walk succeeded, all the prayers his people joined, everything, did what it did, stopped all those bills in Congress against the Indians, got the American Indian Religious Freedom Act passed. So Guruji says, this is a late lifetime, a couple of years before he died at 100 years old. But his summary message to leave the past the baton, where, where do people go for the spiritual guidance? He says, the religious faith of the American Indian people, the Native American people, will be the fountainhead, meaning the source, of world peace in the future. So I've been, since that time, you know, 40 years ago, uh, trying to pay attention to things at that level, and then now along comes this um, yellow bird symbol. I don't know what else to call it uh, yet, except the guidance from the creator um, comes along as what we're here celebrating the 40th anniversary of the longest walk, the long walk for survival, 38 years, and then doing the Great Spirit Relay, and then along comes the Freedom Ride with their wonderful energy and all the good things they've done and amazing coincidences that have supported their journey because to them they're following this, this uh, I don't know what else to call it, but a symbol of the yellow bird. And uh, I fully, uh, as I explained to them in the chat, I fully see it as analogous to the green car symbol that helped get the big sailboat all around the world and the captain alone at sea for 800 days out of sight of land and he didn't go crazy because of this green Tara image meditation. Similarly, I see this yellow bird as maybe even more important than healthier currency as a new way of looking at this great spirit guidance that everybody has in their access to in their heart, but they're confused by, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a rock star, I'm a Jewish person around this nation or I'm in that nation therefore I'm not of this so to get rid of that like Thomas Mignogna always said we have to take, you know, stop thinking about ourselves as members of this race, nation or culture or religion or sex or whatever way we categorize ourselves to separate us into a group away from everybody he says we have to put that aside and just recognize that we're all human beings living on this earth one Mother Earth take care of it and each other. So this this uh, ability to tune in to this whatever you want to call it, green star in your heart, yellow bird in your heart, God in your heart, the great spirit in your heart, whatever, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever gets you there, um, you know, this is a new one coming out. It's the freedom ride. Anybody of any other culture, anybody of any other religion can can pay attention to 
oh, what's what's the yellow bird message? Well, that's not offensive to anybody in any religion. Yellow bird told me this. My mother used to say a little bird told me this when I was little. So it's not an offensive thing. It's not like saying Wonkan Tonka told me this, and then people go, what's that? Then you have to explain it. And then, But, you know, Yellowbird symbol is very beautiful. So this is what's coming. I don't know much about it. I'm going to ask Ken to explain it and the writers to explain it when I see him. But uh, we're 53 minutes into our podcast, and we have seven minutes left. And um, so... I guess I just want to say, turn it back over the wave here in a second, but I want to say uh, concluding time is uh, November 1st is a prayer circle outside the Indian Museum in the Capitol Mall, those trees there. The prayer for Peltier Clemency. All tribes welcome means anybody. <laughs> you're a human tribe. You're the Brooklyn baseball team, tribe, whatever you identify, your clan, everybody that thinks like you do, all invited. The won't last long, maybe, nine o'clock. Then the just a simple ceremony, the prayer together, everybody different way. The LT or clemency that President Trump lets Leonard out of prison soon and then uh I'm asking November 11th by November 11th. To, if it's not out by November 1st, to pray on November 1st there. They've been sent outside. Don't go bother the White House. That this happens in the name of Jesus. That's the, the second part. First, it's the anyway prayer, and then to the procession across the mall a few hundred yards to the area outside David sent D.C., and then the prayer there. In the name of Jesus, let Leonard out. Accept the message of peace. Stand with us in a circle in the peace pool. Read the global peace plan. Watch the little video we put together for you, whatever, to the president. And then carry all that to the United Nations from November 11th. That's the, that's the closing vision I want to leave with the show here. And we have five more minutes. November 11th was originally called Armistice Day. Is that right? Right. It was... It, 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 Amnesty was that word ever used back then? Because now the con- concept of truth, amnesty, conciliation really is important. And you know, am- like amnesty for the dreamers, for instance, in the immigration uh, issue, and amnesty for for certain people who've you know convicted of crimes, victimless crimes. There needs to be an amnesty program for all kinds of reasons. And you know, amnesty and reconciliation through truth, like my, my Harvey, you know Nelson Mandela's reformation in South Africa, but to go into Palestine and Israel issue with some truth and amnesty and reconciliation mm-hmm. to, to make real progress is so important. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, as we mentioned before, this kind of a American equivalent of the truth, amnesty, reconciliation seems to be this newly revealed hoping life plan invaders prophecy where the spirits called the invaders, which human beings represent them in these Kachina dances, the invaders spirits come to the immoral 
corrupt human beings, symbolized by the clowns and the kachina dances. And then at the end of the dance, they chastise them, like, and then they pour water on them as a purification, and then they forgive them, and then go on. So instead of truth, amnesty, reconciliation, it's chastisement, purification, and forgiveness. But it's still the same idea. Universal love means no matter what you've done wrong in the past, get with the truth, adjust your moral compass to realize that the truth is a real thing and not a made-up thing. Just get that, uh, not declination, what is it? Derivation? Anyway, whatever word that applies to, you have a compass, right? And uh, you, you don't know that magnetic north is different than true north. So you go around, you get lost, you bump into things. Then somebody tells you about this, I call it declination, but there's another word. The difference between true north and magnetic north all around the world is a certain number of degrees. It's so, very so, so somebody tells you, oh, no, you change the declination and this was just this way, then you know which way true north is, you don't get lost anymore. Magnetic deviation. Deviation. So that's the main idea, the basic foundation of everything is here is the great spirit relay of the messages, prophecy, universal love for the cause of global peace, personal peace, peace in the community. And this this is uh, this practice is uh, aided by these um, kind of things we're talking about. And I lost my train of thought. And we have two more minutes. So... Um, anyway, it, it basically boils down to uh, President Trump. Is a, President Trump is a classic example, along with so many other people all over the world, in the United States too, that believe in their hearts that the truth is something you make up, and you get people to believe it, and that's what truth is. But the you have to tune in the innate human intuition. The truth is a real thing, not a made-up thing that you get people to believe is true. That's the main message. So Bob is now arriving. Okay, well, he won't be here in time to say hi. Right. Well, at least we know Bob Mendelson's here, but he will be time uh, for the conference call. I'm going to say goodbye from on behalf of the weekly report of the Great Spirit Relay, and then I'm going to jump on our conference call line We'll discuss the show, and that part will be recorded and transcribed. This one's being recorded. Maybe I can figure out how to transcribe it later. Love you all. I'll leave you with Leonard Peltier's message. Give my love to the people.